from Deergo Collective, this is Media, a podcast where storytelling meets all those media topics you're just dying to understand. Hi, I'm Sierra Albert, and this is episode three of Exploring Anything and Everything Media. Today's episode is all about net neutrality, what it is, and why it's important. Ah, the morning commute. It's some gloomy Monday morning, your coffee definitely isn't strong enough, and the kiddos are already complaining about going back to school. You get in your car and head to work, already wishing to be in your sweatpants or sleeping in a little extra, just a little. As you get on the highway, you have to choose which lane to take. The fast lane, middle lane, or slow lane. There's already too much traffic, so you want to get to work as soon as possible. What is odd is that today all the trucks are driving in the fast lane, and the passenger cars are stuck in the middle and slow lane. It seems like the big guys are in control of the morning commute now. Much like the fast and slow traffic lanes, the world of post-net neutrality is comparable to this scenario. Here's why. Okay, so what is net neutrality and what's the big deal? Net neutrality was created in 2015 as a regulation that all internet traffic should be treated equally. Meaning, you can't be blocked from accessing certain content, or ISPs, aka the internet service providers, can't legally slow down your internet speeds from one site to another. Furthermore, if a customer can pay more than another, fast lane service cannot be sold at a paid prioritization. Now, it may be shocking that this was created in 2015, considering broadband internet existed long before. This was just the year we deemed the regulations as important, as we can seemingly no longer live without the internet. So, 2015 to 2018 saw a lot of news and controversy regarding this topic. The big debate is, who is actually benefiting from the net neutrality regulation? Us, the consumers and small companies? or the internet service providers, aka the big guys. In the United States, the internet and politics are obviously a big to-do. Everything and anything is circulated around the web with the 24-hour news cycle. After the 2016 presidential election, the FCC, also known as the Federal Communications Commission, gained a new chairman named Ajit Pai. Now, the job of the FCC is to essentially oversee the entire internet. Ajit Pai proposed that the net neutrality regulations were too restrictive, so he made it an effort to repeal the regulation. Adding to this side, most ISPs also didn't want these regulations in the way, out of fear they would have less profit from all their data being used, especially from data being used from popular services like Facebook or Netflix. On the other side, us normal people, the consumers, as well as some other companies feared we would not be protected from the internet without these regulations. We thought that it would hinder innovation, economic growth, and freedom of speech. Essentially, we'd lose access to a free and open internet. Oh, man! Think of repealing net neutrality as an exit with holes. Rather than just being able to take the exit you would want normally, you would have to stop at a few toll booths and pay extra along the way. In late 2018, the net neutrality regulation was eventually repealed. Since then, all the original fears and speculation of what would come about from the repeal now leads us to wonder, has anything actually changed? If you listened to last week's episode about the streaming wars, heavy data-consuming sites like Netflix spend a lot of money to produce the content they do. But at what price? 
Netflix, Google, and Facebook were worried that they would lose profit with net neutrality being repealed, considering they have to pay for all the data they use or fines the ISPs to produce their content. Furthermore, they thought it would hinder their ability to produce creative content. It's ironic because we saw a few years ago that both Netflix and Facebook joined the fight to make sure net neutrality stayed in place. Post net neutrality, their fears were actually mistaken as these companies make enough profit, the loss of these regulations really didn't make a difference for them. Also, the laws and antitrust regulations that were already set in place could prevent the ISPs from doing anything too lucrative. As for us, the consumers, we may see a different side of things in a post net neutrality world. Looking into the future, we may see ISPs slowly convincing us to pay for certain apps or content that should be free. However, with the internet always changing, even two years after net neutrality was repealed, we still don't know what's going to happen with the internet. So buckle up, because it's going to be a long ride. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about net neutrality and how it impacts your life, check out our page at Mediha.com. Next week on Mediha, all these different fonts and special characters, ever wonder where they came from? Tune in next week to find out. This is a production of Deergo Collective. Music and production is by Kevin Oates and Sierra Albert. Narration is by Sierra Albert. To learn more about Deergo Collective, follow our website, DeergoCollective.com, or on our social media.